Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Equipped to March, with WVU Chi Alpha. The hope of this podcast is to equip small groups with sound biblical teachings on God and how to walk with Him, and to equip the small group leader with the tools to lead as God has called them. We pray you are equipped and encouraged by this podcast in order that you can march well for our King on the college campus. Now, please welcome our hosts. All right, well, welcome back to the Equipped to March podcast. Uh, I am our special host filling in for Charles. I'm yeah. honored to be here. And we have the star of the show, Mr. That's... Christopher Mancias, the only one who's been on every podcast. And we also have today two guests. Your name is? Yes, I'm Heather. And you are? Jack Fisk. Awesome. And they are on staff with us, and we're just super pumped you guys are here. Um, so today, guys, jumping in, we are talking about a topic that is likely one of the most controversial uh, topics within Christianity that gets people riled up, people want to pick up stones, and at first we don't really think of it like that, but then whenever you start talking about it, you see people like little, uh, you know, like demons come out of people and, and freak out, and what we're talking about today is holiness, holiness and perfection, and so just to start off, I uh, just wanted to ask what is holiness and and like what does it mean to be holy uh when i always think about the word holy i think of uh to be set apart um and uh yeah it's i think it was first taught to me um in terms of god's holiness he is just completely other um he's not like anything or anyone else that like we know of or can think of or imagine um, in, in every single way. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's completely other. Um, he is, there's everything else, and then there's him. He is set apart entirely. Um, and, you know, we could go into all of his amazing qualities of goodness, love, um, infiniteness, you know, knowledge, wisdom. Um, he is above and beyond and completely other um, from, from anything that we from anything else that we like can ever think of or experience. Um, and then, yeah. And that applied to us. He, I think that's what he calls us to as well as his people. Um, because the Bible says that he wants us to be like him. Yeah. When I, when I think of holiness, I think it's really cool. Like there's just a lot of facets to it. And so one of the ways I think of it is purity. Um, God is, is completely pure and thinking about that and like his intentions and like his motives, um, they're always good. Um, there's like no evil way in him. He is light and he reveals purity as well, like in us, um, for holiness. And so that's one aspect that I think that's of. That's really cool. Yeah. I think it's cool to like, when we think about like God's purity, like literally in the old Testament, like when people would go meet God in the most holy place in the temples, um, like if they weren't pure and right with God, like they would literally get burned up. And like, that's just crazy to think about that, like that, that like can happen. And like that happened in the Bible multiple times. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I like what you're talking about with the temple, like, and what you're talking about with otherness. It's like, look, like you don't just come to God, like, what's up, bro? Like, let's go. Like just came, you know, doing some stupid stuff with the bros. Like now I'm going to go like, you know, just chill with God. It's like, no, there is a real reverence for the fact that he is not like us is nothing like us um 
but he made us in his image, which is really cool. But at the same time, that doesn't mean like we're little gods. Like, no, he right, is yeah. like, I think you talked about it before where it's like, like you don't, it's not, God's not the top of the scale and oh, you're yeah. like here. It's like our scale is here. And then he's not even on our scale right. whatsoever. Yeah. Like that is like, like holiness is like right, not yeah. even like you can't put them in the same yeah. realm whatsoever. And yeah, so, and when the Bible talks about us being like God or like that God wants us to be like him, it's not that we all of a sudden move from the human scale to the God scale. Right, you know, that's not right. what I'm saying. You know, it's it's in his in his character mm-hmm. is how he wants us to be um godly character, which is um compared to in contrast to the rest of the world. Um sin you know um that is that is definitely set apart mm-hmm. you know when when we do that when we live holy lives we are set apart from the rest of the world full of sin yeah yeah i think so kind of asking a fun question here like building off what you said like otherness purity um i think sometimes we hear holiness and it's this big word um, but when you think about purity, when you think about being set apart, when you think about these things, another word that comes to mind is perfection. Yeah. Um, and John Wesley, uh, who led the first great awakening says that the, the most hated verse in the Bible is Matthew five forty eight, And it's when Jesus says, be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. And so I guess just, this is usually where the can of worms gets opened. And this is usually where, um, Maybe even people listening will start to, and in your small groups afterwards, get a little bit like, I don't know. Right. But it really is this question, um, thinking about, you know, can you be holy? Or maybe even another way to say it, can you be perfect? And so I'm curious what you guys think to that question. It's based not just on what this is what I think, but what does the Bible have to say? Yeah. Well, I think that Jesus never asks us or commands us to do anything that we can't do. Um, so... If he told us to do something, then it's got to be possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least start there, you know? Yeah, like baseline. Yeah, or even, yeah. I think even going a little further, like God never gives us a command without also giving us the provision to do it. Yeah. And so when I think people get a little squirmy or more than squirmy about trying to be perfect, they realize that there's something in themselves that they're like, I, I can't do that. Like I fall so much like... Or either temptation is like really strong and and maybe we don't know how to overcome that yet. And so it's like automatically like, well, no, like I can't be perfect because, yeah, like I don't have that power. And that's good to realize that, like, Mm -hmm. like realize it and be humbled um, because God wants to give us the provision to be perfect as he's called us to be, you know. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, I think of um, the woman who is like about to get stoned Mm -hmm. and it's like God doesn't just you know say like oh like you know i don't condone you anymore but like you can keep on doing like your own stuff he's like hey like you need to like not sin anymore like you need to walk away from this yeah i think people like misinterpret john 8 like the story you're talking about where it's like oh he just like he just lets us sin it's like no he literally told her go and leave your life of sin sin no more and it's like oh so he tells he tells her like what you did was wrong i'm just not condemning you yeah, and I think too, like I mean, our our understanding of, um, like how would I define perfect, mm-hmm. or how would I define yeah. perfection? I think a lot of times when people think about uh, perfect or perfection, it's like, all right, whatever you're doing, 
Um, I like playing soccer, so if I'm going to be the perfect soccer player, then that means I have to do um, everything perfectly. Um, I can make no mistakes. Um, not only like with like what I'm aware of, but like, man, if, if I'm going to be the perfect soccer player, it's I am aware that it's going to take about 20 years to get there. Um, and I will be the perfect soccer player quote, you know, um, when, when I can do all of the things without any ounce of like, not fault, but like lacking anything, you know? Um, and so, you know, apply that to a paper that you write or apply that to like, if you're into like designing things or if you, if you paint things or if, you know, you work out a lot and you're trying to like get the perfect shape, you know, um, or like, you know, like body shape or whatever, um, or, you know, whatever it is, it's like this, this idea of perfection that we have is like, it's honestly understandably unattainable in yeah. the way that we think about perfection yeah um, most of the times because if you're going to the gym and you're trying to get that perfect body like you always know that there's something else that can look better or there's someone that walks by and you're like ah, right i'm not like them yeah. <laughs> like yeah and so i think like when i think about whether or not it's possible to be perfect i'm basing the the answer is based off of my my false understanding of perfection. yeah that's good it's false right yeah um which the bible when it says be perfect as my father is perfect means that's not what it means mm-hmm. right um and so having a right understanding of perfection i think is like actually a first step so what would you say is the right way to understand the word perfect as jesus says it in matthew five forty eight? do you guys like what would y'all say not just based on, I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like yeah. this false idea of like, I just have to do, I can't do any wrong. Yeah. What is, if, is that what it means or is, what, what does Jesus mean? Yeah. So um, as I've learned, I mean, I said it earlier, like there's a lot of different facets of holiness and, and just ways to look at it. And so what I've learned is one of the things that Jesus meant is um, being mature. Um, and so I think about like, yeah, like if I'm starting to play soccer, like I don't really know much about soccer. Um, but what I do know, okay, I'm going to work on that and be, and be good at it. And that is being mature, um, in what I know. And then Christopher comes along and he's like, Hey, like add this or you're doing this wrong. It's like, okay, I didn't know that. But now that I do, I can grow and be mature and like continue to be perfect in what I know. And it's the same, like when we walk with God, um, yeah, there's so much that like we don't know and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but God asks us to, in what we know, like be responsible for that. Yeah. And that's maturity. I'm going to be responsible for what I know. And as I continue to walk with him, he's going to continue to reveal to me his character, things in me. And, and if I choose to be responsible for that, um, then I'm growing in maturity. I'm mm-hmm. growing in holiness. I'm growing in Christ likeness. And yeah. so, but as you said, though, like it is a choice mm-hmm. to choose to like mm-hmm. grow in that. And I think like a lot of times with like holiness, like everybody's kind of heard the term like, oh, like you know, I'm just a sinner. Like you know, I just can't do any better or whatever. But it's like, well, like you can. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I do think that like like with it's like a choice to be mature and it's a choice to grow yeah yeah it's like 
I need to like going even into like just spiritual things, sin, you know, what I know to be sin, what I even if I don't know something is sin, right? When when to be mature is to live up to the reality that I know. We talked about reality last week. I I know that this is sin and I need to live in such a way that I'm not sinning against God. And so when we and he says be perfect or be mature, be holy, however you want to say that, as my father is perfect, mature, and holy, which is funny because it means God knows everything, and he lives up to everything that he knows. He doesn't, it would be insanity to think that we are expected to know everything Mm -hmm. in the universe like God. So that's not what he's saying. I mean, just by pure logic, God is not saying you need to live up to every single thing that's knowable in the universe. No, he's saying live up to everything that you know, Mm -hmm. and you're mature, you're perfect, you're holy. And as you as you progress, as you walk with God, He reveals more and more of His holiness, His standard for a holy life, and, and we are to, to to walk in obedience and responsibility to that. Which is like just He's not calling us to this impossible standard. He's saying, "Live up to what you know, just as I live up to what I know." Yeah, and yeah. just just like you said, just wanted to say like it's progressive. Yeah, like it's not this unattainable perfection of having to know everything and doing it, but it really is progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I mean, uh, we're, we're talking about like the like holiness and perfection of, of people in relationship with God. Um, and you know how that relates to like living a life outside of sin. Um, but also, I mean, like just in like everyday life, like how many, um, you like, and like the word mature, um, a, we don't expect a five-year-old to act like a twenty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To have a job, to you know, like make <laughs> you know, like reasonable decisions. Yeah, like whatever. Um, but we do expect a twenty-year-old not to act like a five-year-old, exactly, um, because they know more. Yeah, um, and we call them immature <laughs> when a twenty-year-old does act like a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like even, but even like in the middle, you know, you got like a 10 or 11 year old, you have like parents, teachers, coaches saying you should know better, mm-hmm. um, which is like a statement of like, um, like I, I, I think like you being a 10 year old should know not to hit other kids. Right. You know, um, so when I say you should know better, that means that I don't think that you're living up to what I think you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you don't know that by then, you know, then like maybe your parents didn't teach you or, you know, whatever. And that's really sad. Cause, and that happens all the time. Hey, fight back, you know, and that's kind of what is taught sometimes. And like, if you don't fight back, you know, then like your parent might call you out on that, you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, you know, it's like, it's this idea of like living up to what you know. And so, um, even for myself, I've been walking with Jesus for quite some time. Um, and so I think I'm actually, I'm actually responsible for more, um, than, than someone who just started walking with Jesus like yesterday or six months ago, because I know more. Um, and, and that's pretty crazy, kind of, kind of scary at times, but at the same time, like, man, that's, it would be weird if I, if, if it wasn't that way. Right. You know? Um, and, and I mean, just to make this clear, like, you know, I know that, I don't know if you guys knew this, um, or had heard it, but like the word mature in relation to perfection, like, I mean, that's legit what like 
the translation, you yeah. know, like original translation. I think we miss a little bit of that when we like say when we when we hear perfect, we have to like go the extra mile to yeah. like figure out like okay, it says perfect. How do I get there? Yeah, and that's where we understand like that it means mature because that's what it says like in the original translation. Yeah. I think a cool question kind of branching off from here. Um, we've touched a little bit on it, but I think it'd be good to go deeper into it is like, why does it matter that we should be holy? Like is, is holiness just behavior modification? Is it just, okay, like I have this list of rules and I know these now, so I just have to follow them. And then the next time I see a new rule, it's like a video game. You get new power-ups and you have to learn how to, Okay, I use the archer, you know, uh, the this to to jump and then dash in midair, and I got to remember all these. Is it just, is it just behavior modification, or is it, is holiness something more than just I just have to do these things so that God isn't mad at me? Does that make sense? Uh huh. Why are why are we holy? Um, I think of two things, but I'll just say the first one. Um, first is someone, someone said it earlier, but to be in right relationship with God, um, sin can't be part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if we want a relationship with him, um, to be holy means to let go of those things that Mm -hmm. we, we know aren't, aren't right. Um, aren't true or, or against God. Um, and if we want a relationship with him, like we have to, we have to walk in that holiness. Um, now holiness doesn't grant us salvation. Um, it's the fruit of our salvation. Um, and so I was thinking about a verse that kind of has to do with that. And it's in the old Testament and it's, um, Psalms 24, uh, one through five, and and he says, "Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in His holy place?" Um, and and you could refer that as to heaven, but even honestly, like now, like we get to be in His presence now. Like who can be in His presence now? And he says, "He who has clean hands and a pure heart." And sin is just not part of that. Like that's where the purity comes from. Jesus cleanses us. And so, why why do I want to be holy? Like so that I can have a relationship with God. And continue to walk with him after he has saved me. Yeah. And so that's one aspect I see. That's really cool. I Psalm ninety six, nine says, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, which as I understand that, I'm like, does the, I don't know if I can actually worship God if I'm not holy. Mm-hmm. Like and we talk everyone loves, oh, I love singing songs. I'm like it may, it just made me think, I'm like, man, if you're not living holy, you might be singing to God and he might actually be plugging his ears and going, I don't you are not living a life that's pleasing to me. I don't want to hear this. And that made me like, I thought about this morning. I was like, I'm singing songs this morning. I'm like, Lord, is this a pleasing sound to you? Or are you like plugging your ears because my life is not pleasing to you? And just think about it. Yeah. You you try to ascend and get in his presence. Is he like, get away? Like you are, you, you call yourself one thing, but you live totally other than that. Yeah. And he's and he doesn't he's not you know I don't want you it's like I do want you but there is this reality this other he's so other like I think you I think you hit the nail on the head right away mm-hmm. like that we have to understand he is so other that that to come into his presence there has to be holiness and Jack I think you also there, but there's also grace too mm-hmm. in that too it's not like it's not this behavior modification it's like there's grace there's provision to becoming to come near to him. 
Yeah, and I think too, like, yeah, I mean, if you're living like an unholy life, like you lose the ability to minister, and you lose like, um, what could you like expand that? Like, yeah, so like, um, so if I'm trying to tell you, like, man, like God can change your life and do all these things, but really, like, my life hasn't been changed. Like for me, for example, um, when I first got saved, I had a bunch of different sin in my life, specifically like alcohol, pornography, some other things, but like those things couldn't continue to be in my life yeah. if I was going to tell people about Jesus and how much he had changed my life. Yeah. Especially if you're like, look, you need to give up your porn and you're drinking alcohol, yeah. but I still do it. It's yeah. like, it's like, why, why would I ever stop it? Yeah. And like, you know, it wasn't like an overnight thing, but like over time, like I don't do those things anymore. Yeah. And like through the power of Jesus, which is like what I needed, mm-hmm. I was able to like yeah. get rid of those things in my life. And now I can tell people like, hey, man, like you don't have to have this forever. Like yeah. you can. Yeah. That's so cool. Walk out of this. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I mean, uh, like God is a person. Um, and so holiness, I feel like a lot of times, maybe most times, holiness and sin um, and perf- and like perfection or like imperfection is is always talked about like like as a material or like like things Mm -hmm. and we like look at the law and it's like can i obey or will i have to disobey you know um and and we forget that it's actually like this is a relationship so if i'm going to be friends with sean Mm -hmm. i can't continue to knowingly do things that makes him upset Otherwise, I am a terrible friend. Um, And if I'm doing something that I don't know makes him upset, um, but then I learn that it makes him upset, he's like, hey, Christopher, when you do this, like, that that hurts me. Um, I, I, if I want to be a good friend, if I want our relationship at that point to be holy or perfect or mature, you know, and this like living up to what we know concept i can't continue to do those things yeah if i want to be a good friend to sean i have to live up to what i know about what hurts him what makes him happy you know like whatever um and so god being a person holiness isn't just this like can i sin or not sin and this is like a me focused thing it's like no do i actually want to make god happy and do i not want to hurt him that's so good the answer is um, that's so good if the answer is yes I want to make him happy and I don't want to hurt him then I'm going to strive for holiness um, and I'm going to like try and fight my hardest to to do the things that make him happy and to not do the things that hurt him and make him unhappy yeah um, and so we there, there's there's this story Jason Bell the pastor at at the college that I went to or you know a lot of us went to in the Kaufa, uh, um, down there, he he had this sermon uh, he preached a few years ago that I listened to on a podcast, and uh, he uses this example. He's talking about truth and how truth is personal, and um, he said, you know, I don't know if this is a true story, but you know, there was there was this man who was having issues with his wife, like their marriage, like was kind of falling apart, and he's on this business trip. Um, or he actually just got a hotel, um, and he he hires a prostitute for the night. And so this girl, you know, comes at the time um, that she was supposed to come, and they had all these family issues. Like, um, and and when he opens the door, it was his daughter who was a prostitute, and this guy basically 
like truth became personal yeah. to this guy, you know, and like they're both weeping, you know, like they like saw face to face, literally like the reality of their sin and that it wasn't just this like, do I obey or disobey? And, you know, it's a law thing or whatever. It was like, no, this is like a relational thing. Yeah. And so, you know, they ended up like reconciling, you know, they like went back home and like figured crap out, you know, because yeah. they, they realized that like the stuff that was going on inside of them, the selfish decisions they were making, you know, the, the compromise that they had just viewed sin as like this thing and not like yeah. affecting relationships um they they saw that that like had to change and so god being a person like it's it's the same with him holiness means i am in right relationship with god and unholiness or sin means that we're not in right relationship yeah yeah it's like jesus his how much more parables where he would tell a story and say how much more your father in heaven you know and so it's like that story how much more is the Father's heart grieved yeah. or pleased, you know, as we live a holy or unholy life? It is personal, and I, I think you're right on on that. Um, I think a, a cool question to ask, um, very you know, much more practical, um, how do we reconcile holiness? You know, like we're called to be holy first and foremost because we, we're in a relationship with God. How do we reconcile that? And then we've also said, you know, can you be perfect? Well, yes, you can live up to what you know. What do we do then when Christians sin? How do we reconcile, you know, because I think you've said, Jack, there's this kind of fatalistic, well, I'm just always going to sin. Is that true? Or like how do we reconcile holiness with sin that a Christian might still commit? Do they have to, do they have to sin? Like, you know. I think Jack's answer was super helpful about like how he's like walked away from and like chosen to not sin in ways that he's he used to sin. Um, and like what Heather said about like what you said about like, yeah, Jesus gave you the like gives us the power um, to not sin. Um, and I so I think if that's if if it's possible to not sin, um and a Christian is sinning, then something's off. I think either they don't know that they're sinning, and we should tell them, hey, man, did you know that the Bible actually says that you shouldn't do this Yeah. Or, and be right with God? Oh, what the heck? No, I had never learned that. You know, like, oh, yeah, like, thank you for telling me. You know, yeah, I don't wanna ever do want to do this again. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. A tough conversation that ended up just being ignorance, you know, like not like, purposeful ignorance right. you know like this guy's growing in the lord and there were things that jack had to learn over time like oh man i can't do this you know <laughs> to be in right relationship with god and like my friends oh i don't want to do this you know and, like same thing for all of us um on the other hand is like they're knowingly sinning and it's like dude like what's going on you know and and those i think are the tougher conversations um, which, I mean, both of those conversations are pretty much only going to happen if you're living in community. Um, if you have someone who's like kind of off doing rogue Christian life, um, which is a terrible idea, um, then, yeah, like this guy's not accountable to anybody. Yeah. Um, and so you try and, you know, call him out on something. 
You probably won't because you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. But within community, like, it's our responsibility to do that. And, uh, yeah, like, I think he might, he might, that, that person would have to, like, give some stuff up. Um, or, you know, it's questionable as to whether or not that person really loves Jesus, you know, Um, because it's not, oh, am I a Christian or am I not a Christian? You know, it's like, I didn't want to marry, um, someone that I thought was like, considered them a Christian, themselves a Christian. I wanted to like marry someone who I could tell loved Jesus, you know, because I don't think that those two are, are, um, synonymous today. I'm a Christian and I love Jesus. I don't think that that's always true. It stinks. Um, but if this person loves Jesus in the same way that I love Sean, <laughs> um, then I'm not going to continue to like choose things that hurt him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I think like specifically like, going back to your question, Sean, about like, um, like how, how does grace and stuff fit into this? It's like, well, I mean, like, think of King David. Like, he is one of, if not, like, the greatest king of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also did, like, a terrible thing. He slept with his friend's wife and basically, like, sent him to war for him to die. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people, the, well, I don't remember the name of the prophet, but he found out about it and mm-hmm. basically, like, called him out. And he was like, oh, like, I got to get, like, he got punished for it but he also like repented of it and got right with god yeah um so i think like specifically like thinking about that with grace it's like okay like you did x but like you know the point of grace is so like so that you can repent not so you can just like continue to live it yeah 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 i think um i heard this the other day and and i honestly I, I just can't stop thinking about this. You know, he was talking about, like, if a Christian sins, it it should, like, tear us up inside. It should make us, like, I grieve the heart of God. And I go running back to him. But he said this. He said, the religious heart, so not the heart that's in love with God, the, the heart that tries to follow rules. The religious heart says, I messed up. My dad is going to kill me. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not talking to him. Like, I'm I'm afraid. The Christian heart, says, I messed up, and I need to call call my dad, and I need to talk to him, and I need him to help me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I it's it's this diametrically different thing where when a Christian sins and they know it's sin, yeah, like, Lord, I just broke your heart, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. And and I, please help, yeah. right? And that, like, that is, that's the grace I think you're talking about. And that, I think you're right, Heather, like, it's grace, it's, or Jack, it's grace when you sin, and it's grace so that you don't have to sin. Yeah. Like, that, that grace is not just, oh, I messed up and that's it. It's also, now I can go forward, and I actually have the ability and the power not to do this. Yeah. Not in myself only, but because yeah. Jesus has provided, and I think... Yeah, and His Holy yeah. Spirit will provide something that maybe we didn't think about or want, but like walking in the Spirit through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know, we've been like holiness. Can you be holy? It's, it's, uh, it can turn pretty like gloomy. I don't know if I can do this or it's a heavy topic, you know, because, um, it's, it's tough, you know, um, Jesus told his disciples to follow him would be difficult, you know, um, because you're like going away from like the norm. 
Um, but man, like what opportunity there is in like living a holy life to be in a relationship with the creator of the universe, you know, like it's, I don't know if I can do this, you know, but like, man, you know, when you find out that it's possible Mm -hmm. to be in right relationship with God and it's possible to not sin so that you can please the father and it's possible to live a holy life and be like him. Yeah. That's so exciting. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, like that's holiness has been made this like gloomy impossible like difficult drudge through life you know and the moment you become a christian begins the you know next 50 60 70 years of your miserable life trying to you know live up to an impossible standard and that's not true you know um yeah you don't become eeyore whenever you you get you know you to be holy you're not moping everywhere it's like this is a joy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, if you have a r- right relationship with, with your father, if you, with the father, if you have a right relationship with your dad, you know, then it's like, um, hey, son, like, uh, yeah, you just, you want to be like him, you know, like, how, how many, how many sons who have good dads want to grow up to do what their dad does? And, and be like them, you know, and, yeah. and if we understand the father to be the good, loving father that he is, then like, when I find out something that like, hurts him or something else that I can do that would please him, it's like, oh, heck yes, you yeah. know, like, I want to like, you know, I want to be just like you. I want to please you. Um, and, and that it really is like what you said, Sean, like, the I got to go call my dad. There was one time a couple of years ago, I went back to Houston um, and I drove my dad's truck to my brother's house, who also lives in Houston, about 10 miles down the road, which is very close in Houston terms for anyone who's yeah. never been. Um, but it's not like, oh, I got to go to Walmart. Yeah, 10 miles yeah. here is like 30 minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> 10 yeah. miles there is 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and so anyways, my brother has this like ditch next to his driveway. Um, and so when I backed out, um, it was at night and I couldn't really see where this ditch was. And so the wheel, um, the one that like, you know, I can think it's front wheel drive and you know, the, that wheel got caught in the ditch or like fell in the ditch. And so tried to get it out for like 10, 15 minutes and, and couldn't. Um, so I ended up just like, I called my dad, but I wasn't like afraid because yeah. I was like, man, this, cause he loves me, yeah. you know, and he's, he's a great dad. Yeah. And so I called him like, Hey dad, sorry, this just happened. Like, I need your help. Yeah. That, you know, like he was kind of the only person. Yeah. He was the first person I knew I needed to call and, and had to apologize, but I also needed his help, you know? Um, and so, yeah. And, and he came right over, you know, and he fixed the problem and it was like, yeah, that's my dad, you know, that's and, and so that's, cool. that's a good dad, you know? And I love you, dad. And uh, he's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and you Paul, know, if you're watching, yeah. How much, like what you said, Sean? How much more your heavenly Father? Like, if if I'm in trouble and I've sinned, you know, I've like chosen selfishly against Him or messed up, and I know it. Like, how much more? Like, is my Dad gonna willfully, excitedly, you know, like graciously run to me and say, "Hey, I'm gonna help you out." You know, this like, it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, and I think just to speak to to some people that are listening, you might have had a pretty crappy dad. Um, you might not have had your dad like in your life, but like like our father, our dad, 
and and like God the Father is is not like that, and he really he is what you were just saying. Like, and so I know that can be hard for people sometimes to be like, well, my dad he was always pissed at me if I messed up. God the Father isn't like that, yeah. um, and so sometimes we have to lay down our our own dads, yeah, and say, God, I know you're not like him, yeah. And even though your dad's incredible, right? Even so, yeah. God, you're not like Paul Mancias. You're you're better. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's just really cool. So I think before we finish, Jack, Heather, is there anything that the Lord is like stirring in you guys that you'd like to share that you think students like really need to hear? Yeah. I think I've been thinking about like, so so how do we like do this? Um, and to look at it practically, it's just real wisdom. Like the maturity of a believer's walk is the purpose of the cross. And so like, how do we walk in holiness? Like we have to think about what Jesus said in denying ourselves, picking up our cross, and following Him. Like to become mature, we have to die to ourselves. We have to desire. We have to die to our own will, our desires, our preferences, especially if they're unholy. Um, and we pick up what God has like called us to do. And I just want to say really quick, it's just been stirring on my heart when you asked, like, is this just behavior modification? Um, like aside from just our behavior changing, like it really is our our heart, like our intent and like our motives. Um, and we are in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. We do what we can do, but then there's this unseen work that is mysterious that the Holy Spirit does in us, and I'm really grateful for it, um, that He does in our hearts. And we have to have like faith that He is going to like do that. And so I just really wanted to speak to that as well. That's awesome. Got anything for us, Jack? Yeah, I would say just like real quick, like... Um, I know, like, for me at least, like, when I'm told something new, sometimes I'm a little hesitant. I'm like, ah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just encourage people to, like, really, like, look at the scriptures that we talked about, but also, like, be open to, like, maybe, like, I have been told wrong. Yeah. Man. Um, and, like, you know, That's it sounds good. harsh, but it's, like, Not you know. Reality. You can choose to accept, like, a fantasy, um, but you can also choose to accept reality. So that was the last thing I wanted yeah. to say. And just like, I don't know, if if you're still kind of like, there's no way that I could ever be like sinless, um, then think like, okay, could I, if I'm worshiping, could I be sinless for 30 seconds? My mind is on Jesus. I'm only worshiping him. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and then go on up a minute, five minutes, an hour, you know, it's going to be more and more difficult probably you know but like if it's if it's possible for 30 seconds then it might just be possible for the rest of your the life. rest of your life yeah yeah That's so good well we love you guys um thank you for being with us today we really do hope that uh the lord spoke to you guys enjoy being with your small groups talking afterwards the discussion questions are in the description and thank you guys for being here and we will see y'all next time bye bye peace <laughs>